My loyal subjects, once again the festive season is upon us and we pause to consider the ideals of peace and goodwill to all men. Not with my bloody family. Once again, they make me want to stick my head in the fridge and slam the door repeatedly with the idiotic and foolhardy antics, grabbing the headlines. Take my dozy son Andrew. Chances are he'll be up for the beak one of these days. Just to cap it all, I recently found out that he had invited that American nonce mate of his and his girlfriend for a jolly at one of my hunting lodges at Balmoral. No wonder the corgis always look so bloody nervous when he was around. As for my carrot-top idiot of a grandson and his dopey wife, they never fail to have me spluttering over my tea and toast in the morning when I read the papers. They recently won a court case against a British newspaper, and so they're going to be even more bloody infuriatingly smug. As for this children's book she's written, what a load of woke tripe. As a retaliatory strike, I'm going to write a children's book about a young, insufferably irritating couple who live in a big mansion in California, and about their granny who gets the first flight over from the UK to wind a few f*** into them. Another stunning revelation is the fact that grandson Wills and wife Kate like to start their working day with the song Thunderstruck by Aussie Rockers ACDC. I prefer Back in Black myself, but that's besides the point. My dear late husband, Philip, always liked to be woken up by the sound of bagpipes being played under his bedroom window. However, if some burly Scotsman stood under my bedroom window, blowing into what looks like a tartan-patterned octopus tucked under his arm, the royal chamber pot would be flying out the window faster than you can say Jock Robinson. All that remains for me to do is to thank the Staggering Stories team for another year of much-needed insanity and schoolboy humour. I'm off to throw a party now. If my Prime Minister can throw one, then I bloody well intend to do the same, with lots of bottles of Newcastle Brown, cheese and onion crisps, and maybe a few games of Twister thrown in for good measure. So this is Liz saying, have a Merry Christmas and a peaceful New Year. See ya! Welcome, dear listeners, one and all, to this, our festive fun bag podcast. That wasn't festive. No, no I know. Like Looney Tunes. Sideways. We've been listening to C3PO and R2D2 massacre Christmas okay. carols. That was festive. Christmas in the stars. Anyway, ho ho ho! I'm festive Crumbly. I'm festive Stephen. I'm tinsel covered fake Keith. I'm Christmassy Adam. I'm Yule Log Jean. And I, yes. I am in more trouble this episode than you could possibly know. <laughs> I love you. Mm. Yes, dear. Anyway, without further ado, festive Christmas Day broadcast besides. It's the news with El Presidente. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Doctor Who news. Big finish extended. 
Audiomongers in chief, Big Finish, have had their licence to print money, or rather make Doctor Who audios, extended until 2030. BBC Studios have granted the licence extension that goes beyond the previous agreement from 2016, which was due to expire in 2025. Given how far in advance Big Finish often plan and record, they must have been approaching a time when they'd need to know what to do in three years. <laughs> Ultimately, it's not like Big Finish have any serious competition in the space, certainly nothing close to their scale so it was likely something of a formality. It does beg the question of how many of their classic Who actors will still be breathing in 2030, though. <laughs> Talking of which, Big Finish's own Nicholas Deep Throat Briggs said of this... Oh, this lovely licence extension from the BBC for us to continue making Doctor Who audio drama until 2030 takes me past my official re retirement date. Although I have no plans to retire from anything, I look forward to working with Big Finish's great creative team and our colleagues at BBC Studios for many years to come. Meanwhile, his fellow Big Finishian, Chairman Jason Haig Ellery, added, This allows us to really plan ahead and create long-term storylines and character development, not just for the Doctors, and the companions, but also for new theories and elements that we can't talk about yet. Mm. Yeah, I, I have to um, point out that actually they are sort of working against something. Do the there is something there? It's not just free range. Well, you, you said yeah, they got no competition. They have. Oh, death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop killing people off? Yeah, they've been very careful. Now they've got rid of the main range, the classic doctors now got their own box set. So yeah. mm. if they do stop doing it for whatever reason, it doesn't affect things too much anymore. And they kind of record stuff further in advance. Yeah, I mean, they've been recording Tom Baker's stuff well in advance for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They try and get as much in the can as they can. Yeah. Because he's going to die next year, but next year, <laughs> more than that next episode. <laughs> Shatner in, in space! space. <laughs> Canadia's second favourite spaceman after Chris Hadfield, William Tiberius Shatner, may have safely returned from his few minutes in space, but somebody's got to pay for that rather expensive taxi ride in Jeff Bezos' <laughs> penis rockets. As we speculated back at the time, it is indeed being paid for by a television deal, a deal, quite unsurprisingly, with Bezos was his mothership Amazon Shatner in Space is already to sh available to stream on Amazon uh, Prime Video and comprises of a 45 minute long documentary be prepared for genuine emotion and a large dollop of Bezos ego stroking Shatner said oh no <laughs> <laughs> my time in space was the most profound experience I could have ever imagined this special documenting my journey gave a dramatic view of that experience and my hope is that it inspires the world to see we must go into space to save Earth. <laughs> Gonna have to watch it. The, the picture is him staring out of the window, yep. but his reflection is Captain Kirk. Oh, God. Right. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Any more news? Ghost, go forth. Oh. Yes. The BBC has officially announced that a fourth season of Ghosts we're going to production in the new year. Yay! Yeah. In the meantime, the Supernatural sitcom has a Christmas special, which was broadcast a few days ago on Thursday, the 23rd of December. But you'll be able to find it on the iPlayer. There is currently no word on the US remake getting a second season. Really, it's quite good. Was it? Okay. We, were, we were really harsh in our, yeah. our predictions <laughs> of what it would be like. But, no, no, I, I've heard positive things. Mm. So we haven't actually seen it, so we no. can't give a uh, final definitive... It might still be bollocks, but I've heard positive, <laughs> yeah, we've heard positive <laughs> stuff. Chris Achilles. Dead. Dead. 
Chris Achilles, an artist particularly renowned in the Doctor Who circles for his Target book covers, has clacked to death, age 74. Quite a good innings. During the 1970s, Achilles provided classic cover after classic cover for the Doctor Who novelizations. so much so that the modern novelization ape his style to this very day. His work went far beyond Who, however, providing countless covers for magazines and other book ranges such as Star Trek, Fighting Fantasy, Choose Your Own Adventures, and for some of Michael Moorcock's books. He also worked on various films, being conceptual artists for the likes of Heavy Metal and George Lucas's Willow. Achilles was a regular feature at conventions dealers' rooms, where he would sell prints of his iconic artwork. Candy Jar Books recently created a book featuring his Doctor Who artwork, named Clack, the Doctor Who art of Chris Achilles, which can be purchased directly from their website. Achilles died on the 6th of December 2021, from a stroke. Mm, he came to the last capital, didn't he? I've been yep. I've been mm. buying a doctor print, working my way through the doctors and getting him to sign him. Uh, Bugger! We didn't <laughs> get to Going back to Michael Moorcock, a lot of Michael Moorcock's artwork was done by Rodney Matthews, but Chris Achilles he did do quite a considerable uh, percentage of the rest of it. Other than the clack Doctor Who art, there are a couple of quite good books of his sirens, which have had a few years, um, and they do a full range of his artwork. And it's very distinctive when you, once you know Chris Achilles' style, when you see his artwork, Mm. it's like, oh Oh, yeah. Yeah, And it's funny, after the day before he passed away, I was actually somewhere and speaking to someone, I said, bit of artwork they had for Sal, I said, oh, that's very. uh, inspired by Chris Achilles mm. and he said yeah and he'd actually worked with Chris mm. Mm. on some project mm. and, he, and you could see yeah. the homage in the mm. artwork yeah. but if, he was a lovely guy though to talk to he really, mm. he, at yeah. the conventions he would just mm. give everyone yeah. as much time as they wanted if yeah. memory serves me correctly um, Chris Achilles' work was published by Paper Tiger Books it was yes, yes. Mm. Yeah. when I first moved to Crawley and Keith bless his little heart this is back when I was still a young teenager he gave up his bed so I could sleep in his bed. Aww. I was snoozing away and my hand drifted down the side of the bed and okay. I found a magazine for <laughs> what felt like a magazine and I thought, oh no. So of course I pulled it out to look at it and it was Sirens by Chris Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, which is half naked women. Yeah, I was gonna say, which is full of naked women. <laughs> Were the pages laminated? It may have been, but I was there for the Doctor Who art. It's either that so or this, the, the, the Star Trek art. To this day, I don't know what's on page 20 and 21 because I couldn't them apart. Oh, I think that's the naked lady with the pen. <laughs> I love you. I just want you to know you that. You are so not forgiven for anything. <laughs> Oddly, one time I was at a convention and uh, he obviously recognised me from various conventions, he's uh, yeah. many, and he asked me, do you work for the programme? <laughs> <laughs> he thought, yeah, well, I work for Doc, the Doc 2 programme. Oh, you should have said, yeah. Yeah. You should have said, yes, <laughs> said, no, I no. am Chris Chibnall. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got a freebie. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a great shame. It's a great yeah. shame. Yes, it is. 
Any more news? I have an addendum. Ooh, Ooh. a rarity. Well, it's nothing to do with sci-fi, but I found it worthy of mention anyway. Okay. I was reading in that repository of all knowledge, the Daily Mail, about this guy in Singapore who went for his morning jog. This was about six o'clock in the morning, this was. And he was running through uh, one of the parks, and he was set upon by a pack of otters. Otters. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. I was telling Keith about this the other day. Savaged by otters. Yes, and what immediately sprang to mind was the um, Otter Recent Mary episode of Cabin Pressure, (laughs) where um, uh, Douglas Richardson is telling Arthur how the uh, town in in Devon got its name. (laughs) And it was all about St Mary, who was martyred when she was eaten alive by otters. However, they've all made up in heaven now, and there's there's ot- lots of ottery kisses and gi- gifts of haddock. And, uh, As a bit of context, the otters were protecting a litter. Yeah, t- yeah protecting their cubs. And yeah. he, they, they got they were crossing over some sort of path, mm. and they got frightened and just went for him. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I'll- I was reading this to fake Crumbly and she was absolutely roaring her head off. Oh, can you imagine mm. going to the hospital? You know, bite, <laughs> bite marks he had all over some your butt. bite marks all over Wow. Him. Well, mm. at, at least it's not as embarrassing as going to the hospital and next thing you know they're having to phone up the bomb squad. Someone shoved a Second World War bomb up there. No, they didn't <laughs> shove it, they accidentally sat on it. Oh, Sorry, sure, they accidentally yeah. sat on it. Oh, they couldn't surround them. Shell that was actually live still. So they literally okay, had to get the I've, bomb squad in. The bomb squad. Bomb squad yes. <laughs> I've heard of soldiers lying across barbed wire yeah. so, their, you know, so their comrades can cross, but not somebody <laughs> sitting on a World War II <laughs> unexploded bomb. Yeah, it was cleaning in the nudes, chipped over. And it <laughs> fell backwards. Fell on it. You have an addendum? The ongoing saga of the Star Wars Hotel. Oh, oh right. right. Bear in mind, and I have to admit... I have not seen the video. Nor me. They took it down, didn't they? No, because uh, (laughs) Disney have released a video on YouTube showcasing the attractions and everything you uh, can see at the Star Wars Hotel, the hotel that is made up like a starship and you spend two days for an exorbitant price Mm, in this hotel. Mm -hmm. So it's a full immersive experience. So were people pleased with what they saw? Well, not a lot of people have seen it because they took it down within the week. Why did they do that? Because it got a hell of a lot of criticism (laughs) alleging to people actually cancelling their reservations at this Mm -hmm. hotel. Was it because it looked a bit bollocks? (laughs) The description I've got from uh, other YouTubers who have watched it and posted up their dissection of it is it looks more like an off-brand Star Wars. You're going to a Chinese Star Wars. It's a knockoff. (laughs) Wish.com. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) basically, as I said, the, the bridge looks more like it's from Battlestar Galactica 1970s Ooh, than the actual uh, anything to do with it's Star Wars. It's a bit short-sighted of them not to just do a quick rebrand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, apparently it has not been well received. Oh. It didn't help. Uh, no criticism to the actor. I think he appears in the Goldbergs. So I can't remember the name. Uh, but the actor and the host are being overly 
enthusiastic no. about everything they're seeing. Plug, 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 plug. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So that doesn't help the situation. Mm. It's been and gone. So if you want Ooh. to watch it, tough. Mm. What's your other addendum? That's very copy somewhere, but okay. Yeah. My other addendum is one that we saw last week but forgot to mention. Sylvester McCoy. Dead. Oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe not. What? Maybe not. <laughs> maybe, well, yeah, maybe no. not. We don't know what's happening at this moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rob Zombie is oh, yes. remounting the Munsters. Remounting. Well, remounting. Yeah. So, yeah, which is was a 1960s comedy horror yes. mm-hmm. TV show yes. for the... Well, apparently... Sylvester McCoy has got the part of Igor. The, pictures. With their, their friendly neighbourhood zombie butler. There's some severe yeah. sideburns going there, on there. There is, and <laughs> bits of hair going everywhere. Yeah. But that <laughs> might just be Sylvester. And that's the end of the news. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Should we have a festive game? Could do that. Crackers. Crackers would crackers. be good. Yes. Let's do crackers. Right, ladies and gentlemen, arm yourselves with your crackers. Ah. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, hold your up. Here we go. Get set. It's already going bad now. Wait, 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 wait. wait. How are we going to do this? Do it. I'm breaking my Santa walking backwards. Oh. No. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a Cockney Santa. Flops his H's. <laughs> okay, what type of shoes does Santa wear when he travels on a train? I don't know. What type of shoes does Santa wear when he travels on a train? Platforms. Oh. <laughs> Lordy Moses in a bag. <laughs> and those were the Christmas trackers. Let us never what? speak of it. Oh, God, we've still got one going, have we? What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? Finding, finding half, half a worm in your, in your apple. 
Oh, no. Having electrodes attached to your genitals and being beaten with a length of knotted rope. Don't <laughs> give them ideas. Speaking of which, a little later on, we have a new game. <laughs> it's called Torture Keith. <laughs> Last time on Staggering Stories, after we'd finished recording, we all discussed what we could possibly review for our Christmas podcast. <laughs> we pretty much covered everything, yeah. said we. Mm. What could we do, said we. Then Keith piped up. Well, there is this film I heard of called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Hmm, said we. <laughs> we haven't seen that. Is it any good? I haven't seen it myself, but the review in Starlog said it was the most beest of B-movies. Ho, 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 said we. <laughs> that should be fun. But it wasn't. So we watched it, and this is what happened. And now we're getting a divorce. <laughs> Pause for music. I prefer the British name. What's Father Christmas? Christmas? Father Christmas makes Martians his bitches. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much closer than this one was. Yeah. It's only this... got 2.7 out of 10 on IMDb. I, I object to the fact that it got 2.7. <laughs> this was, without a doubt, the worst film I've ever seen in my life. I think it was and meant I... to be intentionally bad. I, I really hope mm. so. <laughs> but I, I've seen some crap films. I've seen all the crap films, but this... <laughs> It's and this was this was this was made the year Keith was born. <laughs> yes, so it's it really was. old. Yeah. One of the first things so basically Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Um it does what it says in the tin apart from the fact he doesn't conquer anyone but we'll get to that. Mm. He wins now, them over. I have a question <laughs> for our American chums. <laughs> years and years and years ago when I was little, I watched Calamity Jane starring Doris Day and whenever she went any, went to Chicago, she pronounced it Chicago. Mm. And I thought it was just Doris Day being a bit weird. But Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, the entire theme tune mm -hmm. refers to Santa Claus. Yeah. Now, Hooray that's OK. Claus. Hooray for Santa Claus. But they then spell it out. S-A-N-T-A-C-L-A-U-S. American chums, why, 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 <laughs> why? Um, I, I, I do have to say the composition, the style, and the singing of that title music. That's what that was. Yeah, <laughs> it leaves you in no doubt of the travesty you're oh, about. Oh yeah, to yeah. yeah. I, I was not expecting Shakespeare. <laughs> so basically, oh, we need to do another kind of disclaimer as well. No, right. When um, the, the version of this on Amazon, it's very, very old. It's it's degraded it's terribly. So, someone and, tried to kill the yeah. film. And when I started the film playing and after we'd got past the Santa Claus song, <laughs> you saw some Martians. Mm -hmm. And for one horrible moment, I thought they'd just the cast had just blacked up. <laughs> but the colour has faded so much. It's, the Martians yeah. were, of course, green. 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 So yes. if anyone chooses to watch this travesty of a so-called film that's what that is so I, I I, i've got to, i've got to say sorry you put a photograph of it up on facebook i did now yes. wasn't actually from the film it wasn't no i thought it was when droppo became father christmas I told that you sentence I... alone <laughs> <laughs> actually believe it or not some of you made a stage play of it and did you know in the stage play the boy who plays billy in the film played the father I did not know that. Ah, I've taught oh, you something. Yeah, okay. So yes, but... basically, you've got Billy and 
Betty, was it? Yeah, his sister. His sister. Yeah. They get kidnapped by Martians and taken to Mars because Martian children don't have Christmas. But they watch Earth programmes. Watch Earth programmes and want to know all about it. And they don't know how to play or really be children. I don't think they were kidnapped. They tried to kidnap Santa. If you remember, they they hid in the radar box. The radar box. box. No, no, they, like... they were kidnapped because they would tell the authorities that the marshals ah, are after Santa. So I was after right. Was right. So, uh... <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind being wrong. <laughs> Although, it was the Darth Martian believe... that hid in the radar yeah. books. Who would believe two kids? Who mm. were clearly high on eggnog. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know. But so then they... again, one thing I must say, the guy who played Kemar, yeah, the yeah. king of the Martians, yeah. he emoted his lines with such Passion. Oh, yes. and the guy who into the middle distance. The baddie, he went on to have a quite extensive career as, as a baddie. baddie. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they were doing their best with what they oh, had. Yeah. It's just what they had wasn't, so the wasn't best. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the kids are on Mars. Father Christmas has been kidnapped to make toys for the kids on Mars. Well, one of the kiddies, one of the Martian kiddies, was played by Pia Zadora. Yeah. Which, you know, it probably means nothing to anyone. No, but and, apparently um, she didn't go on to, to win a wife. Yeah. 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 And the baddie Martian wants to kill Father Christmas because, mm. you know, why not? Some people just aren't into Christmas. <laughs> and it's up to Father Christmas and the kids to save Mars. Mm. And that's about as good mm. as it gets. This this does have one historical factor to it. Oh, yes. It it's is the, the first f- crap film ever to <laughs> No. <laughs> no, it is the first documented film to have Mrs. Claus. Oh, it's yes. the first oh, time no. Mrs. Claus ever appeared in a movie. Yeah. So can I, can I use the word movie loosely. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know a couple of things just as I started watching it. It was quite funny. So Santa smoking a pipe. Yes, yes. I love that. Right. Oh, yeah. He always used yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't nowadays. Uh, to... Muddling his reindeers up. With Nixon. Yeah, Nixon. Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> it's topical at the time, I'm sure. Well, yeah, about ten years yeah. before his time. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like when, was it the Martians or someone throws his wife and he's like, you've not been this quiet for so long. <laughs> <laughs> That bit was the only decent bit of acting in the show Mm. because when the baddie Martian froze the the elves, elves, Mm. Santa Claus looked really upset and said, you didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like he was acting. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, Speaking of Santa... the yeah. guy in the polar bear yeah. suit. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, the lion's roar put over the top of it. Who, who found the polar bear very convincing? Oh, oh, no. It was a fixed face. It was very obviously a man in a suit. But it was the lion's roar. I mean, it was, it was a disguise. Oh, again, I and want, the robot. Oh, I want to know I mean, what happened to the robot. Was that toilet roll? It's yeah, a toy. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. It is, it's now sort of, is it still stuck in Santa's workshop or is it in some kid's stocking? I mean, oh. yeah. but, and also, the little boy, Billy, he was all wrapped up warm. Yeah. yeah. The girl was wearing a bloody short dress. Yep. Yeah. She was at the North Pole with bare legs. Is I it, mean, what? <laughs> is, I, I don't think you're understanding the warmth that can be supplied by stockings. Yeah, maybe. Don't, mm. don't wiggle your eyebrows. I'll my coat. A point I must make about the uh, spaceship that the Martians used to land at the North Pole. Uh-huh. The one with the big flame coming out the back. That's the one, yeah. yeah. When they actually landed at the North Pole, they still had the same starscape as when they were flying through space. <laughs> <laughs> and why, oh, why... Yeah, when they were deploying the landing legs, did it look like one of the Martians was working in a British railway signal box? Yeah. <laughs> Not a high-budget film, so, right? No, so what I think is you're missing the social-political ramifications Adam, of the social style Keith, of... of uh, Martian- no! <laughs> Thank you. 
Adam, what did you think of the film? It was terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for all the time, and it's clearly aimed at kids. Oh, not, not even a family film, film really. No. Is it? It's a kids film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it can get away with a lot. Um, but <laughs> it was it terrible. Or so I say, it doesn't. Like the other bit, the bit when um, the Martian comes offering um, chocolate ice cream. And then and the pills. kids decide not mm. to have any, so he takes it, and then he seems to enjoy it rather a lot. It did have a good ending, though, because they did let it? Santa and the kids go because they had their own Santa Droppo, yes. The yeah. comic relief, Droppo, yeah. man who deserved to be slapped more than anyone alive. This is one of the only positive things to this film, is that most of the actors are dead now. What was the purpose of Droppo? I mean, was he... Comic of, relief, that's well, what was yeah. he the servant? You know, sort of, you know, some... yeah. I don't know. Well, the, the bad guy for one scene at least had uh, his own henchman, yeah. Yeah. who was also gurning like a madman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Troppo seemed to work for the Mummy and Daddy Marsh, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I, I really thought the special effects were very high class until I realised they were all stock footage. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. that's yeah. the best bits in it when yeah. you had all the Air Force guys <laughs> running to the jets yeah. and the rocket going yeah. on. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Troppo just spent his time mm. practicing sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and don't forget they had the atomic curtain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing can get through the atomic curtain. But I did like you notice with effect. the radar box? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just big enough for one adult or two small children to yeah. hide in. Without the film, they needed nothing yes. inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. Very clearly wooden. <laughs> it looked like a tall chest. It's not a tall chest. <laughs> silver. Now, I, I'm not usually one for Christmas movies, but this year, working from home, I've had them on in the background on, on Channel 5 and that. And I really, really got into the Christmas oh, movies. No. I bought into all the slushiness, all the sentimentality, yep. all the jingles, everything else. Uh, oh my God, I think this has just cured me of it all. <laughs> I, I, I've got to admit, we watched them separately. We did, mm. yes. We did. Yeah. So you yeah. watched it at one, and then I watched it by myself. And I'm sitting there watching it, my hand is strolling over to the tablet. What's on Facebook? No, 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 no we're watching this. You suggested it. It's all public domain now. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. it's on YouTube. I bought a DVD not realising it was on YouTube. I was on YouTube. It's on Amazon. It's, we, we watched mm. it on Amazon. Also on YouTube, they've got the Mystery Science Theatre version. Oh. Rift Tracks have done a, a comedy mm. commentary over it. Do you realise someone on Amazon's going, you're not going to believe what some buggers are yeah. But by what you're saying, though, the one on YouTube, I think, is better quality. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. I watched that one, and the, the visual quality of the state of the film, <laughs> was, as, in, as in the physical thing rather than That's the intellectual I, element, I, was better. You could see they were mm, green masks. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the version that is on Amazon is probably lifted from a VHS tape. Mm, yeah. uh, it really is and quite that, poor. that was lifted from a film that had been stored perhaps underwater or so in someone's outside shed. Yeah. Yeah. But my, you a skip. Yeah. Something you've forgotten. My, my thoughts on it 
but I wasn't hopeful when it did the sapphire and still thing during the opening credits and that they sort of Wobbling wobbled over to the left as it went up. Yeah, now, no, the one on YouTube's a lot yeah. better. Now, the thing is, with Christmas movies, I mean, OK, so when I've been down fake crumblies, I have seen a few on Channel 5 and they can elicit one of three reactions from me. I either reach for um, the sofa the sofa side bucket, um, I burst into tears or I run from the room screaming. I think <laughs> I think this? Santa Claus conquers the Martians that would encompass all three. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, but they weren't emotional tears of love, joy and warmth. They were just tears of, oh my God, yeah. my life is drifting away from me. The guy who played Santa Claus, John Call, his name mm, yes, was, yes. He had quite a good theatre career Did behind him. Yeah. Yeah. 30 behind years him. treading the boards. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You, you said had. Had. <laughs> well, he was about 80 in the film, well, so yeah. he's long gone right. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something that I, I think I need to point out is when you watch it on Amazon, if you pause it, sort of little info boxes will oh, yeah. pop up during the pause, you know, what actors on screen at that point in time. <laughs> it will show you mm-hmm. their, their bio. One of them, I can't remember which one it was, but it was best known for the lamentable yeah. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. <laughs> well, yeah. Dro- Dropo, believe it or not, won a Tony Award for Best Featured Actor in a Musical. Oh, right. yeah. okay. mm-hmm. It could so, have been this. This may have been yeah. a musical. We don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, some of them obviously out. managed to salvage their career following <laughs> this. The worrying thing I found out about Santa Claus, I mean, his laugh at times did become rather maniacal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he laughed for no reason all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was the baddie was um, uh, Vincent Beck. All the way up till he died, he was he played heavies in everything from uh, Mission Impossible yeah. to Ironside. Can't I recognise him vaguely? Yeah, he's less green. He was less green in real life. And, uh, it was the eyebrows. <laughs> oh, mate, they were all a bit Superman, weren't they? Because they wore trousers, but then worked out you wear your underpants under mm. your trousers yeah. instead of over the top yeah. of them. Well, they all had oh. very funny headgear. They yeah. did. With antennae. They did antennae. have antennae, but also yeah. pipes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sideman type pipe at one side. And then they didn't notice that the two different Father Christmases <laughs> when one. Droppo had... still had his headgear on, and he was he had the Father Christmas beard on, and the Father Christmas coat on, and no. Nobody realised mm, yeah. it wasn't. So they, they made Santa a replacement suit. They did. Yeah. For yeah. some reason, made him replace a beard as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, he could have dropped off due to the well, radiation that's out there. I mean, that's the thing with Droper. I mean, all right, he was averting his face when he was in the cave. I mean, that just reminded me of um, Plan 9 from Outer Space, yeah. where Bella Lugosi died halfway through filming, <laughs> yeah. and for the rest of the movie, they had somebody walking around with a cape sort of draped around yeah. his face. Yeah. I yeah. think Droppo probably wished he had died halfway through <laughs> this movie. <laughs> it's a very odd naming convention here. So uh, the King of the Martians is called Kima, Kima King yeah. of the Martian. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, Momar, Mother Martian. Martian. Bomar, Boy Martian. Gilmar, 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 Gilmar And Droppo. And Droppo. <laughs> so was King Martian born Kimar? And what happens to the oh, Boy Martian? It... He becomes, he changes oh, his name to Kimar. does he become Kimar when he's king? Is it, is, is it a name or a title? I don't know, yeah. I think we're overthinking the worst <laughs> film in the world. <laughs> I don't know if people in other parts of the world who don't celebrate Christmas might be offended by this. The whole idea. <laughs> um, I think me. they're just going to be offended watching yeah, it. Yeah. I celebrate Christmas and was offended by this. And it was your suggestion. I know. Adam, could you electrocute him again? No, not again! Ah!
There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this old man who came out of nowhere, their wise man, mm-hmm. would ah. be in the forest or whatever it was. It's like a yeah. hundred-year-old Martian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He said, oh, for ages I'd known this was coming. Didn't warn them, did he? So, <laughs> um, the, the children of Mars are going to be unhappy because they don't celebrate Christmas. See, I, 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 I have... A lot I of Earthers don't celebrate Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> Only a couple. Now, having gone to Sunday school a lot as a child and been interested in the Bible, I've read quite a bit of it. All right. Christ very rarely nipped to Mars. In fact, I'm having trouble thinking of one occasion where he did. So why would they celebrate Christmas? <laughs> and, and Santa Claus didn't feature in that book either when I read it. So, so, so oh, yeah, he did, remember. but he was hidden. Oh. There again, where was Jesus between his sort of late adolescence and his 30s? Uh, he did disappear oh, wow. for a while. Yes. Oh, you reckon that's where he was? He must, the truth he must, is out yeah. there. Um, can, can I say one thing? No, electrocute him. No! In, in one thing in my defence, <laughs> one, <not> <laughs> one thing, one <laughs> thing, one thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so, so, so You're sorry. only sorry because you know what's coming after we've finished with this god awful review. I think we may, should finish now. Yeah, I was going to say, may we never speak of this again. May we never have to watch it again. again. And if someone suggests it, they are tied to a chair and they're made to watch The Horns of Naimon on a loop for 24 hours. Sounds good to me. And, and dear listeners, could you not tell us what you think of this <laughs> by not writing to show at, at staggering stories. Dot. I'm not going to finish the sentence because they're on the way. This is one of those rare occasions where we would recommend you don't watch this. We took it the hit for you. Yep. We did it. We took for it for the you. team. Oh, to the point, Keith, can I have that hour and a half of my life back, please? <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> Site. Is there one? There is one. Having endured Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, I've come up with a game. Oh, yeah. It's, it's quizzes. It's okay. a quiz game. Yeah, good good. Quiz. Now, we'll do this. I'm going to ask you all some simple questions. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. And okay. if you get them right, you get a way. Right. That's Yay. all I'm going to say. Okay. That's cool. Right, we'll start with Adam. Yeah. Name an actor who played the Doctor. Uh, I, uh, uh, I Graham Crowden? No. Oh, is that your final answer? Yeah. Oh, I'm afraid you're wrong. Oh. Uh, why, why, excuse me, why, yeah. why, why do I get that? Because this game is called Let's Electrocute Keith. <laughs> Gene. Um, yes. Name an actress who's played a companion. I know. I know. Um, I know. Bonnie. Please. Please. Short straw. Oh, so <laughs> close. <laughs> Crumbly. Excuse me. Tell me a number. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm innumerate. Oh, dear. <laughs> Stephen, my little sausage. I don't like this game. What's the opposite of down? Um, uh, can we play another um, game? Space. Please. Keith. Oh, it's a bit of smell of pork in here, isn't it? <laughs> now, there may be a changing of the rules here. Mm. In order, can you name the first eight televised doctors? The actors. Uh, 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 William. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Uh, p- 
Pat Patrick Trout, mm-hmm. John Pertwee, mm-hmm. um, Tom 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 Baker, yes, Peter Peter Davison, yes, Colin Baker, yes, S- Sylvester McCoy, yes, Paul McGann, yes. Mm. Well done. Electrocute him, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> any more reasons you'd like us to electrocute Keith, do write to us via show at staggeringstories.net My bottom hurts. (laughs) That's not the electrocution. (laughs) You are now forgiven. Prezzy time! It's Christmas, so we're going to give each other some presents now, and you all have the honour of listening to us unwrap them and go, ooh. We can open them now? Yeah! Just allowed? Yeah! Well, just just the one. I have something squishy. You do have something squishy. Should we we wait until everyone's sitting down with a present? uh... Jean's giving you a head in a bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... If it rattles, you've got a problem. <laughs> so who, who's, who's going first? Stephen's going first. He's okay. opening okay. his first present. Oh, oh, oh. Come on. See, unlike Adam, I don't shrink wrap them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be easy this year. Ooh, Ooh it's oh. a tissue. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tissue bag. bag. It's a tissue bag. Uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Tardis uh, keys. Oh, Tardis keys. Yes. Yes. Tardis keys. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, Crumbly. All right. <laughs> this one's from Adam. There's another one which hasn't arrived yet, so I have to drop mm. it around. That's right. <laughs> when I can open it, <laughs> you need um, to use your teeth, yes. with Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what this is. It's Peter Rabbit too. I'm going to open this one, which is from Adam. Oh God, was that a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> it should be an easy one because it's quite it uh, is pliable. Quite, yeah. Oh yes. We're making a mess of Adam's floor. Mm. That's all right, it's Adam's floor. We just walk out and leave it there. Yep. I've got Ooh, a it weird is. thing. It's black oh. and looks like a bag from this distance. It's a oh. couple of things. Oh. Oh. oh, thank you. What DVDs <laughs> are those? Father Ted. Yes. And Tony Robinson's History of Britain. Ooh. Now, what is this? <laughs> He's given me something blue and flat. Wrapped in cellophane. And I genuinely don't know what it is. <laughs> it was on your wish list. Oh, it's my scarf! Yeah! Oh, thank <laughs> you! <laughs> I, will, Sorry, I will get for, that, take that out when I go home. <laughs> for a moment, it looked like one of the anti-static bags I use at work. It really <laughs> <is>. <laughs> It's a weird thing to wrap it in. <laughs> thank you, Adam. Yes, thank you, Adam. I'm going for one of Adam's. Oh, but, but I think it's going to be easy because I've been craftily unwrapping one of the corners <laughs> while the rest of you... That's been... cheating. I know. Yeah. No, it's a false start! <laughs> it's a false corner! It was yep. a false corner! Uh, there we oh. go. Uh, Any better it. quality sellotape, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh, 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 on, oh, you can do it! It's a CD, a big finish. Uh-huh. Oh, Cryer the Voltress, the number Ooh. 60. To add to the collection. Ooh. Excellent. Go on, Jean, what you got? It's soft. It is soft. It's long and it's thoroughly absorbed. It's soft and Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. And it's inflatable. 
Oh, oh, oh. What is it? What is it? What is it? It is. It is. Oh, I know what it oh. is. Oh. Yeah, it's the ABBA Arrival official voyage. T-shirt. Blimey. Official Voyage T-shirt. Voyage T-shirt. What is their arrival for? <laughs> it's, it's an eclipse. It's the, it's the eclipse. Okay. Okay. Their eclipse. So it looks very, yeah. very spacey, oh. but everyone that knows what it is will know what, what it, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Go on, Adam. Okay. Got a soft one here. Should be easy. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah, oh, there we go. Yeah, straight no, in. I wrapped straight them in. easy this year. <laughs> it too appears to be maybe a T-shirt. Oh, I think it is. Or a tea towel. <laughs> <laughs> it starts a tea towel with arms. No, it starts as one and becomes another. <laughs> it is definitely a T-shirt. What is it? Take over the world. It's pinky, pinky in the brain. In the brain. Yeah. What do we get to do tonight? <laughs> Same as we do every night. Should take we save over the, the rest world. for our Christmas day? Yes. I think so. Probably yeah. should. Yes. Yeah. Involves a trebuchet, apparently, and a rocket. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. You can rewrap the key rings and then open the game. <laughs> <laughs> right, Keith, your present. Oh, I was going to get you something from your wish list, but I had a recommendation flash up on my screen. Okay. Oh. And I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind this. So if you've got it already... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've got nothing. What he was going to spend on you, he spent on himself. He's got well, la, 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 la. Look, I'm sorry about the movie, OK? I'm sorry. <laughs> Your suffering will go on for many a decade. Adam, do we have a festive game to play? We have certainly a, an audio quiz. Excellent. No, no. Particularly festive. Not, not it, after the game I've just played. Shops? No. It can do. No. <laughs> no, I think he's sorry oh, enough. Okay. He is starting to burn a bit around I the mean. edges. Right, a simple audio quiz. I'm going to play ten bits of incidental music oh. from TV. Not just Doctor Who? Not just Doctor Who. No, okay. you've got to name the programme. Mm. Oh, right. Some is be blatantly obvious, so <laughs> have your hands ready. We are poised. Are you ready? Yep. Yes. yes. Here we go. <laughs> Okay. I don't know why I, I assumed I would by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Randon Hopkirk deceased. Not Randon Hopkirk, <laughs> no. Do it again. Go on then. It's something 60s, by the way. The Avengers? It is, the Avengers. For God's sake. (laughs) You saw something realised what it's for. The little comedy coda bits I have at the end of particularly Emma Peel era. Fair enough. Okay, so we're not just doing theme tunes, it's... It's incidental music, yes. Okay. Although one of them does take a riff from the other theme tune, but it is still incidental. Oh, and for those of a certain age, i.e. young... We mean the British Avengers, not Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, the Avengers, not not that not Marvel Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that actually own the copyright on the word Avengers. I don't think they do. Because it came out before it did come out Marvel before. But, by you. But the comics, I have to call uh, Stephen Peel. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's anyway next. Anyway, next. Number two. Keith was first there. I've got two answers. Okay, go on. My first answer is the BBC Proms. (laughs) (laughs) Not a TV programme as such, but kind of. Uh, Um, uh, Doctor Who, 
specifically Tomb of the Cybermen? It appears in Tomb of the Cybermen, also in is it Moonbase. It appears for a few times with yeah, the Cybermen. Yeah, it's stock Cybermen music. It isn't actually docu music as such. It is stock yeah. music yeah. called Space mm. Adventures. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it is Doctor basically. <laughs> okay, number three. <laughs> I think Gene's first put the hand up all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Professionals. No. Yes, Keith. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't sure to begin with. That's why it was a slow... I know it. I know it. Where do I know it from? Be more confident you had that. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Damn. Babylon 5. It is Babylon 5. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of the main theme, but I used it as the incidental. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to get this totally wrong. Is that Blake 7? No. <laughs> no. It sounds 60s. Yeah. So did most of Blake 7. <laughs> Can we have a clue? It is American. Oh, okay. It's not what I was thinking then. Um, mm, it's not Lofties. Star Trek. It is Star Trek. Oh. oh. <laughs> I think it's actually from Arena. Ah. I can hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some of the huntsman. <laughs> Into action. <laughs> the Huntsman segment of Aka, um, no no Freakazoid 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 yeah, Freakazoid, yes. yeah. it's a weird one it's sort of a theme tune but it's not it's really it's, yeah I love the way they sneak in that stuff yeah mm. kids will not get understand yeah <laughs> what they're saying at the end of that Hunt Hunt <laughs> Yeah, the first bit of hand, oh that. no! Because I recognised it. It's is it Battle Beyond the Stars no. or um... no? You're on the wrong continent. What, oh, what's that hawk guy called? <laughs> no, remind me. I think it is Red Dwarf. It is the yeah. uh, ah. Horseman the Apocalypse. Horseman. Ah. <laughs> it's actually Ace Rimmer's theme. But, Ace uh, it got used a few times yeah. for various things. That's Scooby Doo. Indeed. Scooby Doo. Sad that I'm knowing knowing none of them. No, that's not sad at all. It is sad that you don't know Scooby Doo. Yeah, that's iconic, surely. Anyway, final one then, I think. Zena. Dear Zena. Uh, <laughs> Christmas you want to finish off. Oh dear. I've no idea who won that, but oh, we got far too many right and we're all sad old yes. people. Yeah. Apart from me. Apart from you, yeah. You've come out of this quite good. <laughs> you have. I know you didn't answer any, but you still come out of it quite good. <laughs> 
Right, in keeping with the festive spirit, we've turned to those good folk at Big Finish yes. for a Christmas offering. Mm-hmm. This time, it's The One Doctor. Ooh. music. This is yep. essentially a pantomime. Oh, no, it is I'm going home. <laughs> now, oh, this, no, you're not. This is brilliant. This is a panto yep. in three parts. It's got Christopher Biggins in it. It's yeah. got, you're teaming up Christopher Biggins and Bonnie Langford. You couldn't get anything more panto than that. Basically, the Doctor and Mel are come face-to-face with an imposter doctor dun, dun, called Banto Zame. Yep. <laughs> Which doesn't at all sound like Panto Dame. No, and no his whatsoever. plucky sidekick, Sally Ann. Mm-hmm. And festive fun ensues. Fun and frolics. I know it's in four parts, but it is all very episodic. They each take place in a different mm. area, yes. different realm. Yeah. They do. We have the Shelves of Infinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> MFI. We have Mentos. Mm-hmm. Um, that was... Um, Weakest Link. Weakest, Weakest Link. Yes. And we have... The Lonely Jelloid. <laughs> Who was singing, if I remember rightly. And this was that was, Matt Lucas? That was Matt Lucas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're retrieving a giant crystal from a planet guarded by a large jelloid organism voiced by Matt Lucas. And this mm-hmm. would feature the weakest link within the programme before... The weakest yeah. link the weakest was in, was yeah, in the, the game. This is yeah. December 2001, so yeah. 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 This is a few years ago. So come on, Adam, before what did you the think of this one? Hmm. Yeah, oh, it's great fun. Colin Baker's Doctor particularly seems perfect yeah. for this yeah. sort of mm. comedy. It, it, it is what it is. It, it's, it's, it's a comedy bit, and certainly the Sixth Doctor and Banto Zane, as they yeah. spar off <laughs> against each other. Yeah. Banto Zane is very much a character in the mould of Sablon Glitz, or Harry Mudd. Yeah, larger mm. than life. Yeah, yeah. 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 Chris, Christopher larger Biggins, than life con artist. like John Barrowman, is a very retiring chap <laughs> in life. Yeah, yeah. And that, well, they're essentially con men. That's yeah. what they are. Yeah. yeah. When Banto Zane is being the Doctor, he's certainly robust in his language. Yeah. Very much a caricature of the Sixth Doctor as that time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked the beginning of this because it did show a little bit of the um, darkness that Colin can actually put in his character when he's doing the whole... You are mine. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and they're playing Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I will conquer the universe. <laughs> and the one bit I did find very difficult to take was when Banto Zane was chatting up Melanie, knowing how how <laughs> much of a blue-blooded man Christopher Pickett is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how he's just so well-known for chasing skirt. Good <laughs> acting, I suppose, but yeah. Yeah. Has been known to like musical theatre, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. It just was. One of those things where you sit there going, that's some good acting there going <laughs> on. And obviously, he's well-known as a pantomime dame. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's on quite play that role here but uh, to have him in a pantomime type it's thing. yeah it, it's perfect shame he never returns mm. no there is a, a hint at the end of the doctor would go and save yeah him and... He, the character is potentially still alive mm, and yeah. could pop up again yeah but hasn't... yeah because they're still playing their game of uh, monopoly yeah. <laughs> yeah and given this was literally 20 years ago yeah december 2001 yeah biggins is still with us isn't he yeah, yeah. he is he is yep. and 
the sardis that turns out to be a portal. <laughs> yeah, I love the sound effects. Yes. Complete with the wonderful dematerialisation yeah. sound. And if you listen to it, at the end of it, there's a very quiet... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggins is only 73, so yeah. 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 He could make a return. Yeah. We shall have to write to uh, Mr. Briggs. <laughs> Do a, a return of Banto Zane movement. Yeah. It could be that it was just a one off, a fun mm, one off. Because yeah. Christopher Biggins has been on some other big finishes, so. No. I thought he had. No, Which all he's done on? is the one doctor. No, I thought he'd been on some other ones. Not according to the Tardis Data Core, anyway. Mm. But you also got the shelves of infinity. Mm, Is yes. it if you have ever tried to put together an IKEA or yeah. uh, an mm. MFI, MFI as, as was yeah. as was mm. shelving system? You're always left over with a little couple of dowels mm. and fiddly bits, and, yeah. which is the shelves of infinity. Yeah, I like the idea that as you build it, bits of it vanish and mm, yes. new bits reappear. Yeah. The instruction manual has literally no end. Yeah, <laughs> it's an infinitely large, completely unfolding, yeah. which you can hear in the background the sheet and the paper being (laughs) each time we cut back to it yes and mentos the computer yes basically as you said it's it's being tested in a a quiz uh scenario which as you say 33,000 years for 33,000 years which as you say is basically um weakest link yeah complete with the musical stings as well one wonders how they got past that with copyright (laughs) they did their own version of the uh the audio stings eh? yeah Yeah. and for once the doctor couldn't use the old uh, lie paradox on it yeah. Well, he does say, Mentos, he, it, that you can't trick any of those old computer tricks. Although, ultimately, they do. Really. Mm. It's a, a variation of. Yeah. Mm. There's a couple of um, little bonus tracks at the end of this yeah, one. Are, yeah. Got um, the Doctor and Mel trying to watch the Queen's speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what was wrong, the other one? Wrong Queen Elizabeth. And the other one was just the extended version of the Mentos. Oh, yeah, the quiz. Quiz, yeah. For some reason, Mentos always reminded me of um, Slotty Bartfast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the same style of voice. Mm, yeah, I just think I just think of the things you chuck in a bottle of Coca Cola to impress the grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking yeah. of. Actually, no, measure it is very hitchhikery. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you've got Mentos, which is quite a Doug's Adam sort of construct Name, idea. Geloids. Yeah. You've got, got you've, you've got this infinite, impossibly to build shelf system. Yeah. Again, seems very Doug's Adams. <laughs> there is also one of the theme tunes is not like the same. Yeah, the, best. the Delaware. Isn't yeah, it? it's the 1973 Delaware version. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I think that was used once or twice and then got abandoned pretty quickly if it made it at all. Yeah, don't think did it make it at all in this country? I'm not sure it did, I but it's only appeared in Australia. Yeah. yeah, for a yeah, few the one that sounds like it's played on a Jew's harp. Mm. Yeah, I know Barry Let's Hated, which is why I never mm. yeah. got on to air in the UK. <laughs> yeah, but it's played as uh, as the one Doctor's theme. Yeah. So what links these three? Well, They're looking for the three treasures. Yeah, the three of, treasures of um, Generius. Generius. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. Our, our con man Bento has saved Generius from the evil Skelloids. Mm. Oh, Damn those Skelloids, which didn't actually exist, no. and it's all basically a con. And he's just about to get away with it. If it weren't for that meddling doctor. (laughs) Well, the doctor turns up, but it's not him that stops him because suddenly a cylinder turns up. Demanding the three treasures. Demanding tribute. (laughs) So (laughs) off the doctor and Bento go to find these tributes. 
but it's really a trap or a trick. Yes, to find the doctor, the genuine doctor, mm. because he, he's done bad and foiled too many plans that so these aliens want to capture him and put him to death. Mm. So doing the honourable thing, our doctor keeps quiet. He's not stupid. At one point, right at the end... Colin does a wonderful con man impersonation. Mm. Yes. By snogging uh, Sally Ann, whatever her name yeah. is. That's right, yeah. <laughs> a time lord would never do that. <laughs> she seemed to rather enjoy it. Too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well looking at her bio, she was played by Claire Buckfield. Yes. Oh, right, and her, yeah. her squeeze was Declan Donnelly of Anton Deck. Yeah. Oh, really? The short one. Mm. She's, okay. <laughs> she, she's done a few big finishes. Yeah. She's, at one point in time, they seem to have a repertory company, so quite a few names yeah. would pop up. Yeah, yeah again, again. back in his early days. Yeah, when they were and quite she, small. She was one of them. She started yeah. life in Grange Hill. Yes. Mm. yes. Mm. Well, no, she probably started life rather earlier than that. Her professional acting career started. Mm. After that, can we zap her? I mean, I think she gets... Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Okay. <laughs> Quiet, you. <laughs> oh, this is so good. I'm going to do it again. No! So would we recommend this as a serious piece of literature? <laughs> uh, it's been fun. Yeah. It's good. not it's good necessarily fun. a serious mm. piece of literature, but yes, I would recommend it. Would yeah. we recommend it as a jolly Christmas lark? Oh, yes. yes. Completely. Something to switch your brain off and listen to while you're doing the washing up. It's EastEnders oh, for the wrapping, years. Or wrapping mm. the Christmas presents. Or wrapping the Christmas presents. Now, I have to concentrate for that because the cats sit on the wrapping paper. <laughs> they don't oh. sit on the wrapping paper. They're assisting you by weighing it down because if they don't sit there it all rolls up <sighs> one day you're going to get a cat for Christmas <laughs> she would have been wrapped up for two weeks <laughs> yes mine's old enough and wise enough to go tree seen it killed it don't need to wrapping paper yeah ain't as much fun as it used to be and he just sits and watches <laughs> I, I will listen to this later then when I you wrap will, you will have fun I, I recommend it. It's a, just switch off your braid. It's and, a romp. Yeah. A yeah. festive Poodle romp. Along. Yes. Yeah. So that was the one doctor. Big finish. Mm -hmm. Give it a go. Yeah. Adam, can we play another game? Oh. Any chance we could play a round of Swanee Kazoo? Ooh, okay then. Cool. <laughs> Stephen, do you know how to play Swanee Kazoo? It sounds familiar. You're in for some fun. Yeah. Fun? Right, as is our tradition at Christmas. Christmas! We're going to play Swanee Kazoo. <laughs> this year, featuring Squeaky Ball. <laughs> now, the rules of the game are, it's me, young Stephen and Crumbly, versus Keith, Adam and Jean. The teams will attempt to portray... A tune, either a theme tune, a Christmas song, something everyone will know using these instruments, and the other team has to try and guess it. When she says portray, what she actually means is we're about to massacre them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We are. Would you three like to gather and come up with your... Would you like to come over here and gather? We will put our fingers in our ears. Hang on. Rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. That's us thinking. Okay, team one, take it away. 
just shocked that you could you know even <laughs> attempt to right come on then let's have your your second travesty Little Bohemian Rhapsody. Ready? One, two, three. I know, I know it. I know it. It's very time. Seven. Yes, it was. <laughs> it might have been the Doctor Who thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's better than some Bush has had on the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, for want of a better term, Swanee, Swanee Kazoo. Kazoo. <laughs> Featuring Squeaky Ball. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> My knobs come off! <laughs> Did he have a <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> I just remembered. Uh, What's that? Somebody oh, no. we've left out of the festive frolic. We have, oh, no. and he's wearing his father Christmas yes, he hat is. and everything. He is. Yeah. One, two, three. Hello, and a happy Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. And, and Graham's got Christmas lights around mm. him. Yeah. Terence, yeah. dude, Terrence you're is... lit up by a fairy light. He's silhouetted. <laughs> And yep. Orange Clara, she's glowing orange. As you Seems do. Appropriate. Yep. Mm. As we come towards the end of our <laughs> festive foray for this year, oh. we get on to your feedback, and some of you lovely people have been writing thank to you. us. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Who have we heard from, Stephen? We have heard from Craig. Hello, Hello Craig. Craig. Hello, Craig. Many thanks to all you lovely peeps for the brilliant Christmas card. Hope you all have a great Grimbo. Thank, thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Craig. We've also heard from Andrew Scott. Ah. Hello, Andrew. Andrew says, dear Staggering Stories, you do. thank you for the Christmas card. Anytime. It's really good this year and not as disconcerting as the cap- decapitated head of Pertwee. <laughs> <laughs> He's on there. The finale of Doctor Who surf- certainly left dangly bits. Yeah. I think the solution to COVID bubble problems may have been the reason for Jodie playing not only herself multiple times, but also time. On balance, <laughs> it did a good job. If not everything was tied up with a bow, then in TV, who doesn't tidy it up? We can look forward to the folk who love stories doing it in a few years' time. 
everyone got a fair outing and I was particularly pleased that we should see more of Dan in forthcoming episodes. On a side note, I love the music this season, but can understand why some folk watch with the subtitles on. (laughs) Some of the dialogue gets lost in the music and mayhem. Come on, BBC, you must own a sound desk. (laughs) In my last email, which ended up in the spam folder, I mentioned the Star (laughs) Trek Discovery Not on Netflix fiasco. Well, much against my better judgment, I sort it out on Pluto and have forgotten the fun to be had with non-recorded TV. Mm. From what I've seen so far, I still prefer season two, but let's see how it goes. I caught the original series the other night and couldn't help but think that for all the large, diverse cast, the big special effects and the money thrown at Discovery, there's a lot to be said for a decent script (laughs) and a non-disposable group of folk you actually care about. Mm. Finally, Hawkeye. Mr. Renner finally gets to be front and centre. The continual juggernaut that is Marvel goes Mm. on, and it's rather good. It fills in more of Clint's background, and his somewhat world-weary hero works well here. Mm. The live-action role-players fall just on the right side of being fun and useful, rather than a little weird. My biggest problem with Marvel is that to get the most from it, you need an encyclopedia knowledge of the continuity Mm. of that world and I just don't have that still it's been an interesting example of how to tell a story over a short season maybe the future is six episode arcs (laughs) seems that way Mm. looking forward to your predictions for next year personally I'm hoping that Russell T learns from history and doesn't repeat it Mm. I hope the new Doctor is someone we all give a realistic chance to and they have a long term companion who is older than them in the way Big Finish did Mm. also that Babylon 5 gets off the ground yeah. and makes mm. it to the small yeah. screen yeah. in a recognisable form. Yeah. Have a great Christmas and keep safe, Andrew Scott. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. I haven't seen the hall card. No, I yet. haven't. Mm. I pay for enough services, let alone adding another one onto it. Yeah. But okay. yeah. It does look like it's got an element of, I won't say comedy, but I, it, it seems to have an, a comic side to it. I've got to admit, I haven't seen it, but I have watched the trailers, and I know they're trailers, but yes, if I got the chance, I would quite happy yeah. to sit down and watch. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those it ones is, I'd yeah. like to watch at some point. Well, Book of Boba Fett's about to drop on Disney, so I will, <laughs> so I will catch it when that uh, yeah. turns up. Right, we have one here from Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Season's greeting, staggerers. Thanks for the lovely card. You're welcome. I can't send one back, but the empty envelope had been snatched away before I could write one out by the better half. Oh. So I thought I'd drop you an email instead. So what have I liked this year? Back to the Future Musical, for sure. Yay. Loved it. Yay. I was a bit unsettled by the changes to the plot at the start, but soon settled into it. You can't have a bus full of Libyans and a bazooka <laughs> chasing a DeLorean live on stage after all. <laughs> Loved the songs and numbers. The chap who played George McFly stood out for me. Checking the programme, we see he was played by Hugh Coles. I loved what they did with the DeLorean and their final surprise was breathtaking. Mm. I swear the theatre got a bit dusty at times, though. Sniff. <laughs> but I wonder if they had an electrical fault that stopped the turntable or whatever no. it was. No, no, it was the t- space-time continuum had to be adjusted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I loved getting back to cinema, but looking back at the films I've really enjoyed, I seem to have seen most of them at home, such as Luca, Greenland, I Care A Lot, Cinema highlights were Quiet Place 2 and Nobody. Mm. What have I not liked? 
Well, sadly up there is Doctor Who Flux. Mm. I persevered through Jodie's episodes and found the writing to be mainly the biggest problem. I think Jodie herself makes a great Doctor, Mm -hmm. but has rarely been given the time to shine. Flux just impacted on this. I enjoyed some episodes, mainly Wars and Tyrants and Village of the Angels, but the amount of exposition in most of the episodes was so ridiculous. I think Chibbers has really shot himself in the foot and has alienated a lot of fans while making the story far too contrived to attract new blood. Such a shame in general and a wasted opportunity. What I'm looking forward to? Despite the above, I'm looking forward to Eve of the Daleks. I've generally enjoyed the last couple of New Year specials, despite them being very similar, and it's been great to see my hometown of Bristol featured. <laughs> yeah. This year's features the old tobacco bonds down by the river, and they are just down the road from me. I'll also be looking forward to the remaining specials next year, hoping the writing picks up. I've also seen the new Spider-Man by the time you read this. It's currently sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm hopeful that it will live up to the hype. My hope for next year is that COVID will do one. Yes. My fear is that it will not. Yes. Mm. Anyway, I hope you've all had a great Christmas and New Year. Cheers for now. Matt Tilly. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Right, anyone else who'd like to write to us and you've got time to get in your predictions, hopes and dreams for next year, Yes. you can do so via show at staggeringstories.net. My bum hurts. Lead us out crumbly. No. no. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're denying Ooh, audio feedback again. <laughs> again. <laughs> do we have any audio feedback, Adam? We do. Gosh, let's hear that. Hello, team. It's me, Mr. M. Hello, Hello Mr. M. Apologies that this may go on for a while. Okay. Quite a bit to say. As there have been two new Doctor Who episodes since I last spoke or wrote to you mm. so i need to give you my thoughts on those the last two episodes of flux the titles of which escape me at the moment <laughs> were and flux and very vanquishes. good as individual episodes but as the conclusion to a six-part story they failed in almost every degree <laughs> i felt as though all of the build-up the anticipation and the <laughs> investment that we have in these characters was not paid off, yeah. and I almost feel like I don't care again, which is a shame, because I did really start to get interested in, in, in Doctor Who again. Mm. What was the point of almost everything that happened? <laughs> is the universe fixed, or is it still in this weird state? Apparently. Yeah. Why the did the Grand Serpent do anything? Don't know. Why does mm. anyone do Why anything? Why did Kate Stewart just stand there? <laughs> and my biggest issue is I have no investment in the Doctor searching for her memories. Mm. I have said this before, but I feel like the Doctor is someone who runs away from their past yeah. and does not run towards it. I don't believe that the Doctor would care that much about their own memories. Hmm. I'm happy in some ways for the Doctor to go, ah, these memories in the watch are just chucky in the TARDIS. That feels to me like the most Doctor-y thing to do in that situation. Uh It's the moment so undercut because there's no explanation for that change. I don't believe that you would spend all this time trying to get these memories and just kind of go, ah, I'm a bit too overwhelmed by this to, to deal with it. So not only do I not believe in the Doctor's actions, I don't feel that they're consistent and that's a big problem. I also didn't like how there were so many characters who just seem to be uh, forgotten and seem to serve no purpose. Yet there are some characters like um, Dan's um, woman. <laughs> Sorry, that's um, that's not the best way of describing her, but I can't remember what her name was. Who seemed to do so much, yet we didn't see any of it. Yeah, yet yeah. She solves so much of what Belle did. Yeah. was completely irrelevant or unimportant. Not that I didn't like Belle. I, I, I really like Belle. But um, 
weird choice to focus on so much on one character and hardly in any aspect at all on the other. And also the the death of, of Dr. Jericho was just such a such a waste because he was a great character and I would say a better companion than Dan. Not that I don't like Dan, but uh, yeah. Mm. And also Yaz should die. Um, <laughs> I, I like her. I like that they've started acknowledging her that existence went from for once. Uh, she's, she's been around for too long now, so you know. Yeah. You could have just I don't know chucked her off. You know, just 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 push her off the cliff. <laughs> Chipmore likes likes people falling off cliffs, so you should you know do that. But overall, I was happy with the episodes, but not satisfied with Flux as a whole, which is a shame. Hmm. I would love there to be another attempt at this format of storytelling for Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, I would just like it to be done by someone who can actually write. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, is it really going to be another story with the those those things i mean <laughs> you spoiled it last episode but i'll you know i'll still be gentle for the sake of adam's poor dear heart just <laughs> talking about that daleks back adam. again <clears throat> not those things again this is not good mm. they have had nothing but diminishing returns for the last few years and i know that there's the argument that the casual audience who would only watch specials expect there to be daleks in doctor who that's not why you should use them use them you should give them something that they don't expect um i like ashley b though so i am looking forward to uh eve of the monsters who name on what i wasn't going to say that i also did just say so damn it your reputation precedes you but there we go those are my thoughts on series 13 of doctor who series flux um, speaking of which, I now actually have the Doctor Who Flux card game, which is is great fun, and I hope that they do a Flux edition of Doctor Who Flux. <laughs> Surely that's a, a cash in. I feel like this has all just been one big sponsorship. <laughs> just saying. The other thing that I just wanted to briefly touch on is, uh, well, just you guys really. Thank you very much for the for the Christmas card. You're um, welcome. Always a good laugh, and thank you for all your wonderful podcasts, which have kept me company a lot. Over this last year, towards the uh, latter half of last year, I began to listen to your entire backlog. And oh, I'm almost caught up. I'm 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 onto about the podcast from this time last year, and I'm just going to kind of keep going until I caught up. I'm listening to one every weekday in the morning, and uh, it's it's a hell of a hell of a laugh. The fact that you've managed to make three four hundred odd podcasts, all of which are entertaining and hilarious, is is brilliant and yeah. <laughs> my wife enjoys listening to them immensely too and in particular she's a, a big fan of, of fake Heath, who yes. is the best <laughs> and she reminded me of something which i should have told you a year ago but um i didn't which is that we were playing the old festive game of, of names on heads oh, yeah. and <laughs> she chose for for me fake Heath, and <laughs> I guessed in about one question that she she'd chosen fake Heath. So. Oh, I've been a name on head. <laughs> there you go. I also had chosen for her fake Heath, and it took her about ten minutes to, to work out <laughs> that that we'd given each other the same thing. So wow. that's that's real celebrity for you yeah. when you become yeah, part I'm of awesome. someone else's Christmas games. She's going to let so, it go to her yeah, head. I hope that's you. boosted your ego. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's a great podcast. You're always entertaining. And, hey, we would love to, to gay crash you one day. You know, we know where you live. <laughs> we'll turn up, even if, even if you want to st- try to stop us. Although, I imagine that El Presidente's house is, is quite strongly guarded. Yeah. I, I, like, I imagine there's a moat and piranhas. Mm, yeah. yeah. 
and all manner of nightmares. <laughs> you forgot about anyway, the I've rambled on far too long. Merry Christmas, and I'll be back next time with my fictions. Excellent. Oh, yes. okay. Thank you, Mr. Merry Christmas. Merry Crimbo to you. You forgot the uh, Guardian head of Pertwee. Well, yeah. yeah. him. The final line of defence, yeah. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of our festive podcast another one one, I'm smoking (laughs) (laughs) you're slightly you're slightly crispy your smoking jacket (laughs) I'm singed (laughs) but never fear we'll be back in the new year with our new year's hangover special with more fun frivolity and jollity more news and reviews more who old and new so until that F for festive (laughs) fondling Fantastic. Festering. Frivolous. Frolicking. Fromage. (laughs) Or flatulence. Comes flumping. In a flouncing. (laughs) Floppy. Whilst filibustering. Way, this is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Goodbye. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Yes. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, Series 1, number 383, featuring Adam Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, Stephen Clare, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended. This has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. And you know that the wrapping that's like packets of air. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. bubble wrap. Yeah. yeah, so it's like bubble wrap, but not quite bubble yeah. wrap. Just chains of like little pockets yeah. of that's air. That's it. Yeah, mm. they're so much fun to just tread on. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> when you went last place, we laid them down full length yep. and then drove a truck over them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I've still got a little bit left here. Mm, apple juice. Well, you, you, you had liquid whilst being electrocuted. Are you mad? <laughs> I thought. Mad what the hell? Incredible. In for a penny, in for a pound. Our Christmas ones are usually much more sensible than this. No, they're not. <laughs> I have a lovely red coat. My new winter coat is a red scarlet coat. Yes. So, of course, I have a Santa Claus hat to wear with it. And I was in the uh, McDonald's or somewhere the other day, and red coat and red hat, and there was a group of young people. <laughs> and they didn't want to laugh. Because it would have made them look silly and young. But eventually, they look at me and I just smiled <laughs> and waved. <laughs> and I went, yeah, I said, I'm fine. <laughs> and it was, and I kind of like enjoyed freaking them out ever so slightly. <laughs> Twisted, I know that is. Well, as I said, there's uh, recently my Facebook feed popped up a shot from a couple of years ago of you as Mother Claus at one of the mummers' plays, oh, yes. all upholstered and pneumatic. As, as we used to say, most people collect money with menaces. I collected money with memories. <laughs> <laughs> we always did well in our collections around the pub. Mind you, we did the St George's play once with that, and the funniest thing was there was a guy in the pub and he's talking to me and his missus beside him and he's talking to me and his missus is going, her face isn't down there, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
it actually takes quite a lot of work to get plunging but decent and yeah. stay decent. Well, just go to eye contact, eye contact, don't look down, eye contact. But it'd be quite funny how many times I get home from the pub, take the corset off, take the top layer off, take the bra off, clink, clink, clink. <laughs> well, your nipples fell off. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I've got about four pounds, 75 pence coming. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do to that? Mm, yep, fat end. Fat end. And you hum into it. We have no musical talent. No, no, no it, it is I, I think, impossible to... I, I think one year we did do a passable pull-off of the Blake 7 theme. We did, but that was completely accidental. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> I've seen the time we better go to the news. <laughs> We've done the news. <laughs> the letters. Feedback. Feedback. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we've read these letters. No, we haven't. What podcast are we? 383. Three. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> on the wrong one. Why the hell am I on the wrong one? I think he's been a letter created pretty much. <laughs> you talking of which, Big Finish is own Nick Dickless. I'm quite sure he wants to be known as that. <laughs> A lot of Michael Moorcock's artwork was done by Rodney Matthews, but Chris Achilleos, he did do quite a considerable uh, percentage of the rest yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. Mm. What? What's this mine? It's not. It could have been any one of us. Wiggly bum, wiggly bum. It stops. Oh, 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 bloody it typical. Stopped. Who was it? I don't know. <laughs> Tell them to bugger off. Missed call from a number I don't recognise. Mm. Turn the phone off. Yeah.